sunny where you are, Coach? It was sunny out there, yeah. Looking yeah. Good. Sunshine all across the state. Now, Joanna, you're in Raleigh, is that right? Yep. Yeah, so tell us about what you're building. I'm excited to, to hear more about uh, what you have going on. Mm, yeah, so I have recently started my own coaching business. I started in December, um, and basically I've been a content creator on TikTok since May of last year. I've been posting content about motivation, and I also went into physics a little bit to explain the law of attraction, and I've also gone into spirituality. So over the past eight to nine months, um, I've been building a following on TikTok, and I started to realize how much I love to motivate people and put that content out there. Um, and then I started to advise people through my live streams on TikTok. I started to mention that I was thinking about going into the world of coaching and people just said, I think you would make a great coach. So um, I actually used to be a personal trainer in the past and I wanted to start helping people at a deeper level. So that's what drew me into the world of coaching. And in December, I began my own business. I've had a few clients since then. And right now I'm just um, working with them, seeing their transformations and hoping to work with more people. I love it. What, what do you think makes a great coach? What makes a great coach? Hmm. Well, that's, uh, I feel like there's so much that could go into that. I think one word that I'm seeing is presence, just being present in the moment, the ability to tune into the person who's in front of you, the ability to understand where they're coming from, their state of mind, understand their limitations. I think that there's so much power that you can find in the present moment. So if you are able to do that, then that is what I see as like a key foundation for a coach. I like that answer. And that's kind of what the Truth Seekers podcast is about. It's like one of our slogans, coach, right? Is we take the conversation wherever it goes. Wherever it goes is where it flows. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes our we don't we don't succinctly communicate exactly what's on our minds. And sometimes it takes a couple of tries. So sometimes instead of waiting for somebody else to stop speaking before I share my thoughts, it's just like, okay, what else? Or, you know, tell me more about that. Just so those simple questions can lead to some, some really great things. And I've, I found that, you know, from, from being a coach myself, but also this podcast and just kind of prodding and prying and what else is there. And sometimes we uncover some really incredible things that way. Yeah, it's also powerful as well, because when you're focused on the other person, it, it's a reminder that it's not about us. It's not about us as the coach or the other. It's about just whatever it is that other person needs. And you're, you take the, if you're not focused on the other person, you're in your head and you're focused on you. Oh, did I say the right thing? Did I ask the right question? But if it's about the other person, just you're there for presence. It's just like nothing about you at all. It's just what does that person need right now? Like, what is it? It will come because it always does. And, and what's been rewarding and shocking and surprising and challenging all at the same time is the variety of, of things or uh, situations that people need or learn from. Maybe Joanna, you can speak to that. Like, it's a surprise every time, right? You, it's just a check-in with where people are and what they need. And people need different things at different times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... It's a matter of looking at their facial expressions, like even just looking at you right now and just sensing where you are. 
Um, I've learned this from public speaking, actually. I've been part of Toastmasters for a couple of years, and I used to be so scared of speaking impromptu. I could give a speech if I had every word lined up and ready to go, but to speak off the cuff was very nerve wracking for me. Um, something I've learned is to really focus on inspiring your audience. And what Nick was saying about, um, it's not, the focus is not you, it's, it's about them and how you can help them. Um, just looking at their facial expressions and seeing what really resonates with them. And then allowing your, your inner truth, your inner essence to come out a bit more to connect with them in this very present moment. Yeah, we, we talk a lot at ProAdvisor Coach about physiology, mm -hmm. just what that, what that yields. We communicate so much with our body language, whether we know it or not. I think once you become aware of that, you can be more expressive with what you're trying to say and get people's attention. But sometimes a lot of it is, is uh, you know, unconscious or subconscious. And, and you can be more and more attuned to that, to pick up on that and, and uh, almost like check people on that or, or call them on that because like I said earlier, like a lot of what gets communicated is not really the truth. It, it takes a little bit of digging and it takes a little bit of like ears up to what's going on. Also eyes up or peeled eyes, if you will. Mm -hmm. So coach, talk to me about, well, I should specify when I say coach. coach I know. <laughs> talk to me about um, maybe something new that you've incorporated into your practice in, in the recent past with, um, you know, You've been coaching for for how long? Maybe maybe you can share that with with the listeners. Coach Nick, I was waiting for the clarification because you didn't. <laughs> I thought I said it. I'm sorry, Coach Nick. Coach Nick. Well, yeah, I've been coaching in a couple of different ways for for about 15 years now, and the wow. current version of it, the way I've been coaching now, is probably in the last two years. Um, and so it's a constant evolution, right? Like it's going from a place of coaching. Of, of, of coaching and mentoring and not really even knowing what it is like not even giving it a label but noticing that you're doing it anyway what did you gravitate to i think that's that's important to start the starting point and not many people that are coaches uh, haven't been intentional about being a coach right it's a it's a place where if you meet a coach that's awesome because you know that they really wanted to be there and you're gonna have a great conversation with them because people don't necessarily like fall into it just because it's a job <laughs> that's not that's not what coaches generally, generally are i'm sure there's some people like that but generally speaking and so it's an evolution for me for sure and i think it's just in the, in the last in the last several years i think it's the it's the combination of the thoughts of the right balance for the level of execution on both sides what do i mean by that i mean by keeping the the standard high for what you expect from yourself and from your clients but also the standard high for expectations of what happens when you fall down. Because I think, I think one, we can, it's easy for us to be like most people are playing on the level where it's, we just play on the surface. Nothing really important ever gets asked or said. And we just go around just being okay with things that the way they are. Okay. And I think the most obvious example of this is when we ask people like every day, the most common question that we ask people is how are you? And it just gets like pushed to the side. Fine, good, all right, okay. But it's actually a really good question. If you stop and think about it, like, how are you? Tell me about that. 
That's a really good question, but we tend to push it aside because we're just used to it. It's just a pattern. It's just on the surface. So the other, the other way I think about it is like a, having a higher standard. You must deliver. You must hit results. You must take action. You must move forward more, 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 more. Now that that's definitely got some value to it, but there's not there's a limit to the capacity of of people in the moment, in in that small time period, in a bigger time period. There's always a limit to the capacity. So if we're pushing, we've also got a high a high standard for compassion of when we fall down. I think that's something that's been very important to to hold people as to a high standard, but both sides, and that works for us as well because sometimes. What happens is that people see that there's a there's a way that you can act. Like you can act with that higher standard. You can demand more from yourself, but also to note, wow, that's that's hard. That's a it's a big ask to do that all the time. And so if you think about it, okay, well, that's one side of it. The other side of it is that when you don't live up to it, that's okay as well. There's a higher standard there. So that those dual those dual dual forces, if you will, those two things that hold each other together. The high standard for, for expectation, but a higher standard for compassion as well. That's something I go back to often, every day. Yeah, we talk so much about being in a resourceful state of mind. And sometimes our, our jobs are to understand what state of mind you know our the people that we're talking to are in because it's it's meeting them where they are, right? If if we're at that high level and setting that standard, are they at our level? Do they need to be brought up to it? Are they just in a state of mind that is not even close and we need to have another conversation and i know you know joanna how do you feel about that just about meeting people where they are yeah um what struck me about what nick said is that when you are pushing yourself to a higher standard to also give yourself that higher capacity of compassion um because yeah i think a lot of people where they are is some of them are in a state of denial some people don't want to accept their current reality. Um, and so it's important to, to give compassion to that, to give space for them. So I think one of the most important things I've noticed is giving space for someone um, that is compassion, just giving them that time to release um, anything that they haven't told anyone else that they are willing to tell you that is something beautiful that can happen. Um, so yeah, giving someone space because people, it's hard to open up, it's hard to be vulnerable. And um, yeah, that's, it's, it's important to, to let people uh, understand where they are themselves and to help them see where they could be also. Um, yeah. Coach Nick, I'm gonna give you a geography question here. Are you ready? When I say the words, <laughs> When I say the city Las Vegas, what does that mean to you? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Vegas, baby. <laughs> but we like to say like this is this is Las Vegas, right? Whatever you say here is going to stay here and, and develops that uh, a sort of trust level with like yeah. we can we can be real here. This is real stuff. Like you just let it out whatever whatever is actually on your mind. There's no sugar coating it here. Mm -hmm. We can be open and honest because that's the only way we get results. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You find that to be true, Coach Nick? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's creating the environment for success. Like it's 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 creating the frame up front for permission for people to do things that they wouldn't normally do. Like being able to be vulnerable, being able to say what needs to be said, and everyone coming from a place of 
openness and non-judgment. And when you do that, you can get down to a deeper level, right? Because if you think about it, all of the emotions that we sometimes define as negative and means meanings we give to things is the judgment we're passing on people's actions. Mm. But people aren't their actions. At the deepest level, people are just a, their essence. And everyone at that level is good. Who does not want to be good? If people are acting bad, it's because there's something else that's causing them to do that. At their deepest level, I think it's fair to say that everyone wants to be good because it doesn't feel good to be bad. <laughs> so mm. if, there's, if there's an action or an activity that someone's doing that doesn't align with what you see as value or as good, what else can it be? Like it must be that that person is, is doing something that you that, that he's been caused to do something that you don't know about, you didn't see, or you haven't got all the details. I think if you can come from them, that perspective, always of curiosity, empathy, vulnerability, openness, compassion, then it saves a lot of time. <laughs> For one. Definitely. That makes me think of a concept in psychology where, um, well, basically giving someone the benefit of the doubt sounds like what you were referring to. Um, we often give the benefit of the doubt to ourselves. You know, so if you see someone speeding by you on the highway, uh, you might be like, oh my gosh, why are they speeding? Where maybe they're rushing on their way because like their wife is having a baby. So we often, we don't know someone's story. Um, and so, yeah, compassion is about saying, well, they're rushing, they're driving too fast, but who knows, maybe they're in an emergency. So um, that's, that's a way that you can give someone that benefit of the doubt and um, understand that there might be more going on that you don't know about. Right. And there often is, right? There's, there often is like, it's a, we, we're projecting what our expectations is of, of that. Like we're creating a meaning, right? Nothing has any meaning except the meaning we give it. In that moment, you see someone speeding by, you're like, wow, what's that crazy person doing? They must be crazy. They must be like the meaning I give it. They must be crazy. What are they doing? I'd never do that. If I did that, there must be a great excuse. Like it must be a reason. It's just the meaning that we make up. And if we're not intentional about the meaning we make up, it tends to be something that doesn't really serve us at the highest level. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Joanna. Mm -hmm. Here's the benefit of that, right? That's where I'm sure that comes from. Yeah. I saw something the other day. Um, tell me if you have resistance to this because it's kind of kind of wild, but it says uh, sometimes in order to improve, we need to tell ourselves better lies. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I don't know if I agree with the premise and that you know lying is never a good thing, but just the the check on a lot of our reality is just based up on stuff we make up to make ourselves feel okay about it. Yeah, I like it because it breaks patterns. It's good, right? It allows you to share it. Like it, it's it's that, that word can trigger us a little bit to go, oh, hang on, that's not what I expect you to say. <laughs> so it works well. It's the premise makes sense, right? Because it's just made up. Like I make up a meaning that that person that's driving past me like is a crazy person. I just made that up, made it up, completely made it up. So why not make up something that, that serves me better? Yeah. Another lie. <laughs> you can't ever prove, you don't know, you're never gonna know, that person is gone. It's just, it's just another way to, to bring a level of awareness, right? Awareness is such a great word we use as coaches because that's, we wanna constantly check in with what's real. I think that's so important. Um, and Joanna, do you, you find yourself doing that a lot with just like checking people not not in a way that uh is confrontational right but just creating that environment for them for them to be real 
Yeah. I think that it's, it's again, giving someone space, um, but also in that moment, if you're, if you're coaching someone one-on-one, something I like to do is lead people through a quick meditation um, because often people will just come with a lot of stress, like in their shoulders and their face um, that built up tension from the day. So I like, you can, you can psychoanalyze someone and their body language, um, but you can also help them relax in that moment. And in that way, you can also get them to open up by you first opening up, you sharing something um, that maybe has been difficult for you recently, or um, just showing that more like that more human part of yourself can give someone the space to relax. Are you open to me putting you on the spot a little bit, Joanna? Sure. So I'm, I'm wondering, because it might be useful to our listeners who are maybe listening to this, like while they're driving or while they're doing something, if we can get them to just kind of be still and participate in this. And I would, I would welcome you walking us through a meditation for a couple minutes if you want to do that. Yeah, sure. I'd love to actually. Um, so I would not recommend if you're driving, but if you are sitting down or... Over, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, so right now, just release any tension in your shoulders. We often scrunch them up. So just letting your shoulders drop away from your ears. All right. Releasing tension in your jaw. Letting your eyebrows unfurrow. Just feeling the weight of your body being pulled down by gravity. Just taking a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Take another deep breath in, pushing your stomach out and out through your mouth. You can close your eyes if you haven't already done so. Just noticing any sounds around you. Noticing any emotions, any thoughts that are coming into your mind. And just letting them be there. Doing a gentle body scan, starting at the top of your head and scanning down through your body. Just a smooth, gentle scan, noticing any areas of comfort or discomfort. Smooth, gentle scan down through your body. all the way down to your toes. Just noticing how relaxed your body has become. Turning your attention to your breath. Noticing the length of your inhales and exhales. Just letting any thoughts pass. Mm -hmm. 
And for a moment, releasing any focus on your breath. Just letting your mind wander. And gently returning to your breath. Just coming back to the physical sensations. Noticing any sounds around you, noticing the temperature of the air. And just gently waking up your fingers and toes. Whenever you're ready, opening your eyes. And coming back to the present moment, just noticing how you feel now compared to the beginning. Uh, even I feel more relaxed. <laughs> I always do. I don't think I realized how tense I was. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. mm -hmm. How do you feel, Coach Nick? Pretty sleepy. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That happens yep yeah it, it's funny isn't it like how we think we need a lot of time for a lot of things and because we observe time going so quickly we're jumping about doing a million things at once but don't need much time and people say life is short well it's probably just because we waste most of it right we just need a couple minutes just to hit the reset button that's all it takes great reminder thanks joanna yeah you're very welcome yeah, thank you for that. And Joanna, why don't we end with, I'd like to hear as a coach, what, what is the most rewarding part for you? I would say I've been coaching for a couple months. Um, definitely when my clients, when I, honestly, I want to say the results. I want to say when they come back the next week saying, oh my gosh, I did this thing that I didn't think I could do. But another big rewarding thing for me is when we're in a session and I start to see them light up about something they're talking about. And usually it's different from what they came in for. You know, it's, uh, they start talking about how they want to build a tiny house in the middle of nowhere. And you know, that's something that they didn't even mention they, they wanted to do originally, but it, that's where the conversation ends up going. And it's like, that's where I see them light up and start talking, you know, smiling and you can see the light in their eyes. So honestly, just getting someone to that point where they are like, just imagining new possibilities. That is the, the moment that I love to see for people. Imagining new possibilities that would be a great place to leave off here because, you know, I, I find myself same thing when I see that. Just hold up the mirror and was like, "Whoa, did you see just what what just happened right there? How happy you just got when you talked about that? What else makes you like that?" And just live in that resourcefulness because when you're in that state of mind, anything's possible. Anything's possible.